Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. It's a beautiful day, or at least the first beautiful day here in East Tennessee. Change your chat settings down to everyone in the bottom right-hand corner and let us know where you're tuning in from in the chat. That's what we want to see today. Shout out to Rano, 66666, I see you. Uh, Michigan, what's popping? Chicago in the house. Uh, I don't know. Are you a uh, Luminati's pizza in there out there, Andrew? Or are you, you know, a, I, uh, Giordano's? Which one? Which one is it? Shout out to Jersey. I hear you guys got a big deer problem in Jersey. Everybody's eating in your gardens. Lou's all the way. Thank you, Andrew. I agree with you. Shout out Berlin, Dublin, Ireland. You have a piece of my heart always. I'll see you soon. Where are you joining us from, Anthony? I'm calling in from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hey, speaking of hunting, that's what's happening. That's what happens out there in the Midwest. Uh, that's where I hunt as well. I hunt out of Illinois every season. All right, let's get to it right here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Sell Better Daily Show, where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. I'm going to launch this question as you're coming into the room. Identify yourself. What are you? Are you a BDR? Are you an AE? Are you in leadership? We appreciate all the leadership that's been coming to the show. We've seen a huge hike in frontline managers and senior leadership. So thank you very much. And if you're something else, if you're an alien, let us know in the chat. That's totally fine. You're here to learn how to craft persuasive CTAs in your cold emails. We'll talk about some other places that CTAs exist as well while we're here. I'm going to give you a real live rep that's giving you the stuff that he's doing every single day. Shout out to Frank in the Q&A. He definitely is an alien. Frank is with Gong. He spends all of his time crafting messages and inserting CTAs in the right place. And that is what we are going to learn today. Go ahead and scan this QR code and check us out. Our new website is live, sellbetter.xyz, and explore our YouTube channel. That's where you can find a lot of great highlights and the stuff that we do every day to help you guys sell better. Let's take a look at who's in the room right now. No shocker. We got a lot of SDRs doing outreach, looking for the right CTAs and where they go in their emails. Uh, we got AEs in the house that are probably looking to see what happens later in the funnel. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So stay tuned. Uh, big thanks to our partners for making this possible. Big ups to all of these teams that we work with. Uh, Apollo.io, great one-stop shop for prospecting data and much, much more. So check them out. Strong recommendation that you check out Gong's newest release, Gong Engage, is now live. We're going to put a link in the chat, letting salespeople know these insights so that they know what to do, what actions to take to close more deals. Big, important piece of the puzzle for salespeople. Stop shooting arrows in the dark and use Gong Engage so that you know what to do, when to do, why to do. Uh, dropping that link in the chat. Go get it right now. Start today. Let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to get. Understand the CTAs and how to use them. They've changed a lot over the years. We're going to talk about how. Uh, also, where do they go? Do they always go at the end? Do they go in the top? Uh, let me get a one in the chat if you've messed around in the past with putting CTAs in the subject line. I think that was that was something that was big for a little while, right? Uh, top performing and evergreen CTAs. Anthony here has tested some tried and true things, and he's going to give them to you today. So let's get started. Uh, this is the old guard, Anthony. This is like the stuff what we used to do, right? Uh, talk to me about why these are where people always start. And let me know in the chat if these are the CTAs that you started with as well. Yeah, James, uh, happy to be here and hello everyone out there. So as you mentioned it, it is the old guard. Um, obviously we all know that time is everyone's most critical asset, especially for the sales leaders. And as you continue to move up cycle with enterprise and strat level clients, 
people don't want to be berated or berated by just stuff that doesn't really resonate with them. Um, so can I have 15 minutes? Does 30 minutes work for you? When are you free to set up a time? Like they don't really care. And it's like you said, it's old, it's outdated. So it's time to bring a fresh new approach to CTAs. I was guilty of this when I first started and I felt like I was trying to find as many different ways as I could to ask for the time. So I would mix it up. And I think there's a couple pieces to this. Everybody would tell me in 2015, oh, you got to be specific with how much time you need. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to ask for 15 minutes or I'm going to ask for 30 minutes. And then I was like, okay, well, if we're, if we're just going to like open it up, let's just ask them when they're free. And you're kind of putting the ball in their court. This is not effective in 2023. Why do you think it's less effective now than it was then? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think right off the bat, like I said, people are getting um, a just messages daily about like wanting to set up time, wanting to set up time and they can't be on every single meeting. They have a job to do. And so with it, it's just like, you're not even being considerate of their time. So oftentimes I think too, it just starts to like rub people the wrong way. And you might be like putting yourself before your prospects need or time, which you got to put yourself in their shoes. And you know, if you're the VP of sales that you're getting called on, do you really want to take 15 minutes for every single SDR that reaches out to you? Yeah. Yeah. No, the answer is no. And I always say this to every SDR that says like, I'm just not getting replies. I say like, put yourself in their shoes, right? We'll talk about this as we move forward. But like if every leader everywhere answered every email or every message from every seller and constantly said yes to the time, no actual leadership or management would ever get done. So we have to be that thing that stands out. So let's talk about that new groove that you fell into and talk about the things that have been working for you. And we'll highlight some of these as we move forward. But this is the new groove, right? Yeah. I mean, I love a lot of these because really the whole goal, especially with that first cold outreach email is you want to pique their interest. And what I mean by that is getting interest around how you can help solve their problems. And so is it worth a chat? Does it sound interesting? Um, my personal favorite is number four. I saw it's in your 10K. Is leadership focused on this right now? See, that really shows that you took the time to dive into their financials or did actual research on the company. So people are going to be more likely to realize like, hey, this person isn't just trying to waste my time. They might have something that can help solve the problem that I'm currently facing. Um, and then also to just to the point, it also, like I said, you have to get that interest buy in and people will tell you too, if they don't feel interested. It's true. I think people are pretty forthcoming when it's not a priority for them because they are wanting to get back to the things that focus. Monica, I see your question. Throw it in the Q&A for me so it doesn't get lost. We're going to talk about that for sure. But I want to point out something about that 10K and then we'll talk about where you can find their 10K for Monica there and everybody else that wants to know. Uh, people often don't know how to use a 10K. This is a great way to use a 10K report without having to know too much about a 10K. So what you're saying in this moment is, I saw it there. Are they currently putting it at the top of the priority list? Because that yep. places you at the top of that priority list. That's what you're saying, right? Yes, exactly. And I would add in too, like the quick way to read through a 10K is just command F, go to the risk factors. That's highlighting the risk that the company is facing. Sometimes yep. they'll tie in areas around the sales, or you can start to get crafty and use ChatGPT or Bard. Uh, a couple of good recommendations right there. ChatGPT and Bard, good products to use. Uh, learn about those. Uh, we got a couple of questions about the 10K here. Uh, what is a 10K? What does it represent? 
Yeah, a 10K is for publicly traded companies. It's their basic um, financial assessment. Um, it's done on a quarterly basis, I believe. There's also 10Qs and and the annual reports that comes out each year. And that's really where you can start to find the meat of what a company does, what the issues that they're trying to solve for, what risks they have, as I mentioned. Um, it's a lot harder if you're not working with a company that's necessarily public. So if it's a private company, like a lot of early stage startups recommend like using tools like Crunchbase or just finding news articles, wherever the founders and CEOs are spending their time. That's a great way to, if a company is not publicly traded. Love it. Love it. And Monica, that answers your question about where you can find it as well. That was wrapped up in that answer. And if you need more questions around that answered, uh, it's okay because you're going to get this recording and you'll get all the information. Uh, Anthony Benio, quote, this is something you said when we were prepping for this. And I kind of want people to have this as a rule of thumb. So explain why this is a good mentality for people to have. And let me ask this question. As you explain it, I'm going to ask this question. Where does your CTA go currently right now in your in your stuff, in your emails, your outbound emails? Okay, explain the quote. Yeah. So if you're not giving them something of value in exchange for the conversation, no one wants to talk to you. Um, Jen from Lavender actually posted something about this that like your time is not more important than the prospect that you're trying to get in touch with. And I think to a lot of sellers, myself included, from time to time, really had to take a step back and realize they don't owe you anything. Um, they're getting messages hundreds of times a day. So you really want to work at sharing quickly and concisely. And this is also where the CTA comes in, how you're going to help solve their problem. And that's kind of what that research from the 10K does. But adding value and making sure that you can give them something that's worth their time is the quickest way to earn a prospect's respect. Uh, you know, let me get a one in the chat. If you have a, if you feel like you have a healthy respect of your prospects time and your time, let me get a one in the chat. If you feel like yours is a healthy respect for that time, I think people struggle with this and you used two words there that I think really ring out for CTAs short or quick and concise. And I think distinct is also a common quality of a CTA that is successful. But you said there were other CTAs qualities that were worth talking about and specific and compelling were the two that you brought to the table. So talk to me about that while we look at this poll right here. Yeah. So for a specific CTA, that kind of goes back to, hey, does Monday or Tuesday work for setting up a call um, or does 30 minutes or, you know, that's kind of specific. But I like to use um, specific CTAs when you're further along in the deal cycle that way, you've already had some interactions with the prospect. You have some respect already. Um, you're not trying to just keep getting their interest. So when you can get them specific times, it also makes sure that things keep moving forward. And then it's not up to the prospect just to figure out a time that's convenient for them. Um, with the interest, that's usually the one that I always like to start with that first um, email or sometimes the open-ended, asking them a question to hopefully get a response back. Yeah, open-ended and close-ended is something that's been a talking point for a long time in the sales cycle. Look at this data right here. 81% uh, of the voters in the room right now are placing their CTAs at the end of their emails. Talk to me about CTA location in your outbound emails right here. Yeah, so um, I mean, I'm guilty. I would say most of my CTAs do come at the end, but if I'm trying to, like I said, I did some research and I'm using that 10K CTA, I'll link something to that in my messaging. So maybe that's the first line or in the middle tying that, you know, I saw that X initiative is focused for driving revenue this year. 
um, and then kind of linking that CTA back in there. But ultimately, sales is something that we know is challenging and there's never just one concise way. So A-B testing a lot of the different strategies that you do and then making sure that you record those results so you know what's working well. You're chatting with your team. Hey, are you using CTAs in the middle? How's it going? Um, I try to avoid doing like a double CTA. I I haven't really seen much helpful results with that. But like I said, kind of more gearing it towards a question that could be in the middle and then having that CTA that's tied to that question at the end is really helpful for me. So what about scheduled calls? And you gave me this one that comes up in your AEs meetings all the time. Uh, Kelly, we did give a lot of CTAs at the front. I will go back, don't stress. Uh, But go ahead and talk to me about later in the funnel on a scheduled call, a CTA that works for you. And this is a great example. And tell them why it works. Yeah. So I love this. And I actually, um, I took a class on LinkedIn. It was their COO and he was talking about, especially when you get higher up the chain of command, you want to set the agenda early on because that way they know they're dialed in. Um, so we'll cover next steps at the end. If it makes sense for us to continue based on how we go today. I love that my AE uses it. I learned it from her and it basically just says, Hey, like, We're here to learn a little bit, see if we can help you. Um, I'm not focused on setting a next step ultimately right now because I do want to be respectful of your time. So if it doesn't make sense for us to connect at the end, great, we'll shake hands and walk away as friends. But I think calling that out early on really earns your self-respect. And then it shows like, hey, they understand my time is busy. Um, If they're not going to help, that's fine. We can go our separate ways. It's good. You know, I like the fact that you're setting them up for a CTA only if this is something you want to talk about further because it takes the pressure off of them and they don't feel like you're pushing a sale on them. They feel like you're trying to find out, is this going to be useful? I'm going to launch this question for everybody in the room right now about open-ended versus close-ended questions. And uh, this is something we're going to talk about here in a couple of minutes, but let's give them the goods right here. And you've got some great examples coming up, but let's talk about this uh, top performing set of CTAs that you've been using. Talk to me about why these work. Yeah, I I love both of these, James. I mean, worth a chat. Uh, I actually saw this from, I can't remember who on LinkedIn, but it's just a simple, you know, they can respond yes or no, or they'll give some type of responses like, hey, this could be worth a chat, but right now we're locked down on X priority. And so that kind of gives me always a little bit of ammo because I think one thing that's too important to remember um, when you're in SDR or AE doing outreach, the end goal doesn't always have to be a meeting. If you can get any snippet of ammo that's going to help you throughout the cycle, that's what matters. And so a lot of times just getting that response is what can help you. Um, any interest in how I help your competitor or company do X, Y, Z? I like this a lot and it goes kind of both ways. You kind of don't want to always rub the person the wrong way, but twisting the knife a little bit. If it's a someone that's in their space, they know it's their top competitor. Maybe they even called it out that they're focused on um, competitive, like up performing against them right now. You know, that's really going to share and get their interest. Like, dang, we need to look at what they're doing because if someone already in our space is working with them, they're kicking our butts right now. Like, we want to know what the secret sauce is. So I love just trying to twist the knife a little bit. I mean, look, let's be honest, a CTA that provo- that's provocative and that is clearly meant for that individual and their role is probably going to land a lot better than that generic CTA. But that's a good segue 
into open-ended and close-ended questions. And if you look at this data, it's actually a really close race between open-ended and close-ended, but the majority of people are mixing it up. We've got a few in the room that need to know the difference. Tell me the difference between open-ended and close-ended, and let's support the open-ended with Gong data. Yeah. So the close-ended, um, it's your simple yes or no answer. Would it make sense for us to chat? Um, open-ended is, you know, you can kind of have that, like you're trying, I said, get a response. Um, so are you horribly opposed to learning more? And that is kind of still close-ended. Um, but with that, like I said, it goes back to that A-B testing. Um, I like to use both of those. And I think actually 30 Minutes to Presidents called Club this um, club called this out a while ago using like, are you horribly against? Is this the worst idea ever for us to meet? Um, that's going to be a little bit more than a yes or no answer. They're going to want to explain their reasoning sometimes. Um, so I like using that. Not a bad, not a bad choice. I think that's a good one. I want to give everybody those new groove CTAs one more time. These are examples of CTAs that are successful currently. They are modern CTAs that actually prompt response. The 10K report one is the one that I think is most useful because it's a great way to use the 10K, which is relevant to all the stakeholders without having to have deep knowledge of what a 10K actually represents. And that's something that I think frontline sellers struggle with. So that's a good good look at some great CTAs. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about resources. You said that you read a book called The Paradox of Choice. This is by Barry Schwartz, and we're going to drop the link to that book in the chat so that you guys can purchase that book. Uh, what'd you learn from this book? What'd you get out of it when it comes to CTAs? Yeah, it's a great book. And honestly, it's funny. Um, my manager, when I first started in sales, explained it to me like this. You know, you ask your girlfriend, where do you want to go out to dinner? She'll be like, oh, I don't know. This sounds good. This but if you say, hey, does you know Taco Bell or Chick-fil-A sound good? She has to pick one of those. And so having that paradox of choice, and that kind of goes back to the specific CTAs um, when you're further along in a deal cycle, does it Monday or Tuesday work for us setting up a call? Um, they're going to have to pick one of those. And it also makes the prospect feel like they're in charge because it feels like they're able to set the agenda for what's working for them. And then two, it's also helpful. It's like, oh, none of those work, but actually this day is going to be better. Um, that just gives you, like I said, that more ammo and it's going to help get that answer. So making them feel like they're in charge is helpful for them. They feel good and I, I love it. I always frame that now with honestly my day-to-day -day life now, giving people two options. The way that I say it, and I, I do this with our kids all the time, if you give somebody a choice, they're going to make one. So make the yes. choices the right choices. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. It's great for kids too. A lot of my managers that have kids say they do the same thing. It does. It, you know, it works in all aspects of life, right? This is all part of negotiation. CTAs are something that can lead to a conversation about negotiation. It's all about putting the right CTAs in front of people. Let's give a quick recap and then we're going to look at some examples, some real examples of CTAs and get your feedback on them. Uh, interest CTAs, I think, are the dominant uh, most highest supported one. Is this even on your radar right now? If it's not, we can talk. I think the most common response we get from that one is like, oh, this would make more sense to talk in August. And you're like, all right, cool. So you set the task and then you reach out in August. Uh, or you ask what will be different then. Specific CTAs. Remember, we talked about this functioning later in the cycle and that open-ended and close-ended. All of these have incredible value if you use them correctly. Here's an example of worth a chat. Uh, did this one land you a meeting? 
Um, it did actually. It landed me a meeting. And as you can see here too, I tied in this interesting provoking stat from McKenzie that 70% of strategic initiatives are failing. Um, and this person was an SVB or SVP at a company. Um, I actually pulled the four acquisitions too from their LinkedIn. So trying to get that thought provoking. Huh. Yeah. And it was able it was able to secure me a meeting. Not bad at all. Uh, worth a quick back and forth is exactly the same to to respond to Row here. I do like that. What I like about worth a chat question mark is that I imagine it having that upward inflection in the mind of our reader. So is, is this worth a chat? Kind of rings like, is this all on your priority list? That's sort of how I imagine it to go. Let's look at another couple examples here. Uh, this is a follow-up, right? Did you have it yeah. back on my note? So I, I borrowed this follow-up actually um, from the Lavender newsletter from Will Allred. Shout out to them, both the, the Will triplets now. Uh, yeah, the Will. The uh, Will's, Will's, uh, yeah. But so I used this as a follow up and I linked back to the main part. But did you have any feedback on my note? Um, they were like, yes, actually, this is a top focus for us right now, but we're focused on some other areas right now. Let's set up a call within two weeks. And, you know, to respond to something I just saw come through in the chat bubble, there is these work just as well on LinkedIn as they work in. Yes. These are interchangeable. I don't know that the messaging structures would function well in a DM. They're a little bit lengthy, especially this bottom one here to William. That's a little bit long for a DM. But that call to action is actually a really important and relevant call to action for that individual, given their title, right? Yep. And even, like you said, use them on LinkedIn. I use them too sometimes when I'm on the phone or I do video prospecting a lot. So like, for example, this email to William, I could have just said that same thing at the end of my video. Is the new messaging resonating with your customers or are the sellers even adopting it? Yeah. Yep. Especially if that's what you're trying to impact, if that's what you're trying to change, right? Is this resonating? What's the results you're getting is sort of what you want. Because if you can increase that, you've really solidified yourself as a valued resource for that person, especially if you saw that that's a goal for them on their 10K. Once again, we're back to like using it in an effective way, even though you're not a 10K expert. Okay. Tell me about this call to action that you used with Alicia. This one's a little bit longer than, than yeah, it, it would be. It's typically, I think it actually might be my longest one. Um, so it is the yes and no, and it is kind of a double run on there. So I'm asking them, are they even open to seeing it? But having them save customers um, from switching to their competitors, again, I pulled that from the 10K. I know that it was a top issue that they highlighted. Yep. So I wanted to link that in with the CTA. I like this hook that you've thrown in here. You talked about putting a hook in the middle. Do you find this to be a very effective way to format a CTA if there's a way to throw that hook in the middle? I think so. And then it also too, just, it feels like their email is a little bit more personalized and you took the time to try and understand their business need. Um, and it also just keeps me from rambling on. I'm guilty a lot of the time of writing too much when I just need to focus on the quality over the quantity. Yeah. And I saw a comment in here about uh, much success with video messaging in your outreach. Your CTAs, do they exist? If you send an email that has like a Vidyard video or a um, uh, you know, some some level of video that you've attached to that email. Do you add a CTA in text or do you say the CTA in the email? What's your best practice there? Um, it depends. And sometimes I actually like using um, a lot. I'll use Drift for video messaging and I'll just send the video on LinkedIn because that'll show the actual like thumbnail. Um, a lot of the times, and as you know, like if you're on LinkedIn, like they don't like people leaving the platform. 
So this just shows the video, people see what it is. Um, same within emails, they can just click it and watch there without having to like be taken to another link. But I do typically just eat, um, say it at the end of my video, yep. or if I'm following up on a video, I might just use that same thing. Hey, do you have any feedback on the video? Did it resonate with you? Um, is this priority a focus of yours right now or am I totally off base? Oh, so I like that because it's kind of a combo. Um, put your questions in the Q&A. We're going to leave some time for questions here at the end. I have one more example to show, though. And this is a good example of a combo as well. And I noticed when you gave that example, you kind of naturally com combined your call to action with like a prioritization, right? This is similar. Yep. You're like, you know, this is a how question. So it's an open-ended question. But then you're asking about the priority. Tell me why this works in most cases. Yeah, it's thought-provoking because they're going to have to really consider, well, how do we even know if the new product is meeting the customer needs? And so if I'm that VP of sales, that's going to trigger something in my head and I'm going to start thinking about it and then tying it up with that, is it worth a chat? Yes, this is actually something that I don't know if it's even landing or not. We just put a million dollars on this initiative. Want to make sure it goes well. So linking it in with that helps kind of uh, close it off. Yo, if you find out that your prospect just spent a bunch of money on something that you can help make successful, I would say they probably want to have that conversation, even if it is only 15 minutes. We got yes. a good question right here from Promise. Promise says, what LinkedIn course did you take? Do you remember the name of that LinkedIn course that you took uh, for to when it came to like helping you reach out to the right stakeholders at a company? I believe it was just um, how to communicate with executives, um, but it was hosted by the chief operating officer of LinkedIn. So if you like just Google something along those lines, like communicating with executives, COO of LinkedIn class, um, it should pop up on there. Right. That's it. I'm sorry. We don't know the exact name of that, but I'm sure that if you reach out uh, to LinkedIn and say you want that, it's probably a Googleable piece of content that you can find. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Lyle right here. And I think you and I talked about this, but we didn't get to really go into great detail. And this is actually something that I think is a hot topic, right? What if you're, what about CTAs that mention a competitor? Is this always the right move? I think it varies. Um, and if you've had a chance to maybe meet with someone or you did some research and you see that like, they're losing market share right now to a competitor or and they called out a competitor like they want to gain back market share for it instance i think that's a good and appropriate place to use it because you know that it's kind of tied to a broader business goal that they have so it's really going to kind of make sure it could rub them the wrong way don't get me wrong i've had people that'd be like i don't care that you're working with my competitor we're not doing this or we have a solution already but like i said the whole goal out of the time of an email is to generate a response. Um, so I, you never want to call the baby ugly is what I've learned, but I like to twist the knife a little bit. I really want to make them think and realize, is this something where I should spend my time? I mean, that's what you want them to say. Engagement is what I'm after, right? Andrew has a good question here. Do you adjust your CTA on the phone versus in an email? Where do you put your CTAs on the phone? I usually, you know, I'll go in with my pitch. Um, I'll drop a, my priority drop or like research that I found, and then I'll leverage it in at the end. So typically on the phone, it is always um, at the end after I get my pitch out and just be like, hey, um, would it make sense for us to connect? Or if I'm working with teams already, be like, I've already worked with X team, um, wanted to see if there's alignment within yours. So typically on the phone, it's always at the end. 
I, I liked your uh, am I way off base here that you talked about earlier. I feel like that's a good thing for that opener. You know, yeah. Hey, the reason I'm calling you is that I saw this on your 10K report. Is that the priority right now or am I way off base here? Right? I feel like that's so conversational on a phone call. I might steal that from you. I'm not even. I was going to say that that's one of my favorite ones I use on the phone. Like, hey, James, I saw that this initiative is going on right now. Um, is this top of mind for you or is something else occupying your plate right now? Yeah. And like I said, that always gives me some type of ammo because then if they say it's something else, I know, okay, maybe it's not worth our time to spend like a time to have a conversation, but oh, actually we can help with that too. Let me tell you about how we help. Da, 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 da. Yeah, this is, this is a better flow. Uh, all right, guys, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, dude, Anthony, where can people connect with you? Where should they go? Why would they go? Yeah, um, everyone can feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just my first and last name, Anthony Banio. Um, shoot me a message. My DMs are usually open. And then I also have my own podcast called Happily Ambitious. Um, we're on Spotify and I'm proud everywhere except Apple right now. Um, we post videos on LinkedIn and YouTube as well, but we really just want to call out helping people be better sales people and then also just the mental health side of sales. So making sure that you're not burning yourself out too early on. And then a lot of the CTAs that I did leverage, um, if you Google highly effective CTAs by Gong, we have 43 different templates that you can download on there. And then there's also a Gong Labs data. So a lot of the information actually came from our own data of over 4,000 emails. So that's how we know that interest CTA right now is a top performer. Incredible. Gong always putting out great data. I want to thank you for coming and sharing your wisdom and your experience with us today. Connect with us on social. All of our handles are represented on screen right there. Take a screenshot, write it down, take a picture, whatever you got to do, but connect with us and make sure that you're subscribed to our new YouTube channel. That's where you can get all the latest and greatest updates. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Don't forget to let us know how we did today. After this is over, you're going to get a question, a survey from me, and I want you guys to tell me how I did. We'll talk to you next week. I hope you have a great weekend, and thanks again for showing up and investing in yourself. Sell better, y'all. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, James. This was awesome. Got it, buddy.